Welcome to the Early Educator Podcast. We talk about everything that you need when it comes to growing your business, overcoming obstacles, and making an impact on not only the children in your care, but to your community and your family. My name is Blake. With me today to my right, we have Philip, and we have in front of me to the left, we have Sarah with Beardsley, and also we have Meryl to my right with Beardsley Farm as well. We, so you guys, the guys, thank you so much for being here with us. And uh, yeah, you guys doing good today? Yeah. Good? Thanks yeah. for having doing us. Doing great. Yeah. Happy to awesome. Be here. Awesome. For sure. For sure. So yeah, we're here talking about just farm and gardening stuff. And so speaking of that, man, it's been getting really hot, like really hot. <laughs> it went from being like 30s to like mm-hmm. nice 70s to 80s now. So I'm kind of afraid for summer. <laughs> I'm terrified. But yeah. The summer heat is here. It's official, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely here. But yeah, thank you guys again for coming in today. Uh, really appreciate your time. But yeah, we wanted just to get uh, just kind of a, a better idea of kind of what Beardsley Farm is and, and what you guys do and um, how it kind of works with what we do at Taking Root. And we'll talk about that some too. Uh, but yeah, so I guess just to start out, you know, what exactly is Beardsley Farm and, and who do you guys serve? What do you guys kind of, what do you guys do? Yeah. So Beardsley is a nonprofit farm. We're based in Mechanicsville, which is a neighborhood in Knoxville. Um, We are a nonprofit, so we are mission-based, and our mission is to promote food security in Knoxville. Um, And we do that by providing fresh produce donations. Uh, We do education, and we provide access to land and resources for gardening. Oh, very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. So um, who who all do you guys serve? Like, do you guys serve everybody? Do you serve... Yeah, who, who all do you guys serve? Um, I would say we serve uh, the Knoxville community as a, okay. a broader, um, as a whole, you know, um, yeah. in various ways. So, um, so that first component of produce donations, we're giving to a lot of food pantries, mostly within like a mile radius of Beardsley. Um, okay. But I would say often we're spanning like a five mile radius outside of that sometimes as well. But most of our produce goes within a mile radius um, to people who are food insecure. Um, so people who need access to food uh-huh. pantries or um, who are maybe in after school programs that are getting meals made for them with our produce. Um, we also give a lot to mobile meals, um, which serves yeah. a bunch of homebound seniors every day. Mm. Um so yeah, mostly it generally folks who are food insecure in Knoxville, um, and then the education components we're serving. We host a lot of field trips. Um, I'm the education coordinator at Beardsley, um, mm. so I see a lot of uh, um, Knox County school students that come through the farm. Merrill mm. works with a lot of Knox County school students on regular regular basis, um, and we I do a lot of outreach as well with like adults. Um, mm in offering different classes to organizations that are asking for classes. Um, and then we also serve a lot of KCDC housing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of community gardens placed at those housing facilities. Um, so yeah, a lot of, wow. we're serving a lot of different folks in different ways. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. And the school gardens program is has partnered with the community schools initiative so we work mostly just at schools that have community schools in them so they're all low income and title one schools okay well that's awesome that's awesome yeah do you guys have a, a 
a, a garden program for the school. Do they have actual garden, uh, like raised beds or in-ground gardens there at the school, greenhouses, anything like that? Yes, at both of the schools that I work with and the Western Heights Boys and Girls Club, we have gardens there. Um, it's a little different just depending on the school's context. So at a couple of the locations, we have raised beds. Um, and then at South Knox, we have a pretty big in-ground garden. Um, it's maybe six rows that are 30 feet long. Um, and there's like a big shed. And we we actually have a lot of stuff going on there. <laughs> there's some more raised beds and all kinds of stuff. So, um, but it depends a little bit on how much the schools are able to maintain outside of what we do. But we do a lot of the maintenance for the vegetable gardens. Um, and we go there weekly and water and take care of it so that the, the gardens are ready when the teachers want to use them. But, you know, teachers don't get paid a lot and don't get a lot of free time. So we don't want them to have to use up all of their free time maintaining the garden. So I was going to ask, how, how do they maintain? Granted, I know we're about to enter into summer months uh, and that's the growing season you know so how do they uh, maintain uh, is with the i guess not the i guess the maintenance would that be up to the school or beardsley with, with your program are you pretty much doing the majority of the heavy lifting or uh, i know the kids have some buy-in so how does that work overall is like overall maintenance like watering weeding just caring for the gardens. So the reason that Beardsley started this school gardens program is that there were a lot of schools that were interested in having gardens, but they had this maintenance problem um, and especially a summer maintenance problem. And so we do a, most of the heavy lifting in regards to maintenance, um, but we have uh, a lot of different contexts that we operate with in the schools, but we do after school programs. And then during the summer at South Knox, they have a boys and girls club that operates out of the school. So we also go there um, and do programs every week during the summer. So the kids do a lot of the work. They help us water and weed. And um, especially during summertime, we have like, we start every class with chore time and they pick six weeds and mm -hmm. use a like empty one full watering can and um, usually go pick their favorite plant in the garden for the week. Um, so the kids help us a lot. Um, but if the schools aren't open over the summer, we do just go over there and water so that stuff stays alive. Okay. Oh, cool, cool. But yeah, that, that's awesome though. So I guess you guys kind of already touched on how you guys engage with the broader community. Um, so are there other like partnerships and kind of collaborations that you guys have formed um, to kind of help you guys with what you guys are doing? Yeah. Um, so I think I mentioned KCDC is a big one where mm -hmm. we have garden sites at um, those residences. Um, yeah. But we also, um, I didn't mention, we do um, biweekly distributions. Um, oh. We partner directly with um, Bridge. Um, and one of the distributions we do, we do... Mm -hmm bi-weekly distributions with Bridge Refugee Services. Um, they're mm. a, uh, a nonprofit agency that's supporting folks who are resettling here um, in Knoxville. They're also based mm. in Chattanooga. Um, but uh, 
there there's a bunch of uh, folks, there are clients that come in and are new to Knoxville, don't have cars, don't have jobs, are trying to figure out school situations for their kids, aren't, mm-hmm. aren't yet enrolled in SNAP. So figuring a lot mm-hmm. of things out. So we every other week get volu- we we um, purchase uh, produce from local farms and we don't have that available and that's a good portion of the time in the winter months. Um, and even now, mm-hmm. like we're still just starting to get a harvest. So we have a grant to purchase food from local farms. Um, and then we also do get um, second harvest seconds uh, for free that we're mm-hmm. able. So we get all this produce to the farm and we pack it and then we distribute bags of produce to families directly. So we get volunteers wow. who will take those bags of produce and directly deliver it to the families. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a major partners bridge. Um, and then Second yeah. Harvest and these local farms that we're supporting um, for that program. Um, we also do that program at the schools. That's true. Yeah. So you guys offer fresh produce to uh, families at the school systems? Oh, uh, yeah. So we just do enrollment. Um, like I said, both of the schools we work at are low income Title I schools. So anyone that wants to gets to sign up and um we're we're doing one this week but we will package the food um and then take it there and hand it out um and our bags always include two dozen eggs um just because i know a lot of families need the protein and everybody has been really appreciative (laughs) of all the, especially the eggs with the egg prices lately (laughs) have been very popular expensive yeah that's amazing though that's that's such a huge impact that you have on so many people just giving all that that food and the produce that's amazing now uh i do want to like you had mentioned uh, like bridge and other organizations because i know i mean i personally frequent beardsley Uh, we have a small plot over there of our organization our daily bread and taking root but I've noticed different like garden styles, like gardening styles, like, you know, traditional in-ground gardens, you know, you have rows, then you have like raised beds, and then you have like container gardening, but there's like different styles of gardening. Now, who does a lot of, I know you mentioned bridge. Uh, can you mm. tell me a little bit? Cause some of these styles, I'm like, man, I've never mm. seen anybody garden this way, you know? Uh, yeah. Can you explain a little bit? Cause I, sure. yeah. So within our park, it's I think a six and a half acre park, but we're Beardsley are like the Beardsley team is managing about four acres of that. Um, and so we have a new farm manager. Her name her name is Leah. Um, she oversees all the garden beds that are within our fenced in um, office area. And then mm-hmm. there's a lot of random like raised beds. And then we have a field section out in the park. Um, so it's kind of, uh, and then we have another smaller section that we call our CSA that's also in ground. Um, so those are like more traditional, like American production style beds. But then we also, mm-hmm. in, in the park, in addition, we do have what we call our new ground gardens. Um, and those are garden beds, uh, community garden beds for refugee gardeners. So mm-hmm. once again, kind of uh, a lot of these folks who uh, access the help of Bridge when they first relocated to Knoxville, um, there's still a lot of people who are refugees in Knoxville but aren't necessarily with Bridge. But anyways, there's a lot of um, people who are from mostly 
uh, African countries, Burundi and the Congo. Hmm. Um, and they come to the United, United States and they don't have access to land um, and are living in apartments, but they have all yeah. of this knowledge on how to grow their own food. And there's also all these culturally appropriate foods that they want to eat that they can't find in an American grocery store. Yeah. Um, so I think we have 35 plots exclusively for these families. Um, and it's a first come first serve um, and they all get filled up pretty quickly. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that style that you're seeing, which is a good portion, we have a, you'll you'll notice it when you come to the, the mm. farm. Um, um, these African folks are growing in a way that they're really utilizing the space really well and they're growing a lot of uh, beans, corn, squash, um, this thing called Langa Langa, which is amar amaranth greens. And then they grow mm. this eggplant that they call Ntore or an African oh. egg or a, um, African eggplant. It's also called a garden egg. It's like the same size as like a chicken's egg that you would really? eat and you harvest it when it's white. I've never heard of that. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's amazing just to see the style yeah. and they just really seem to maximize the space. For sure. And they know how to capture water. I mean, it's, it's so, it seems so efficient because you go there, you know, and you know, plants are so high and then, you go back a few weeks later and you're just like, whoa. And then, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're great gardeners. Mist is awesome. Yeah. I, 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 it's amazing. And uh, and a lot of times, too, I, I, I'm not 100% sure. I don't think that's like plowed land. That's generally just by hand. And they pretty much work it yeah. all. We will hand. originally offer, so in the very like beginning of the season in March, we will till it for them just to kind of get that mm -hmm. prepped and get all the like bits of debris that were left in the beds mm. from the previous season out. Um, but yeah, most people are in there whacking with this giant hoe and getting their land prepped by themselves. But yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It is amazing. Okay. I just thought yeah. I was going to bring that. I just want to talk sure. About that. That's, that's a good great. thing to bring up. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. It's not like Billy's got a lot going on, serving a lot of people. That's amazing. And so I know you guys work with us with, with the Taking Root. Um, and so, Philip, I, I guess the people who may not know, what, what exactly is Taking Root and 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 um, Taking Root together, I should say? And um, how does it, how do we kind of come together to help kind of reach this common goal of serving children, helping them understand where their food comes from? Uh, taking Root together is a farm to early childhood education initiative. Uh, it started with our daily bread here. Uh, we service a lot of child care educators. And uh, actually from the inception, it was taking root Tennessee because we serve all of Tennessee. Mm. And now we, in the last uh, four years, we've moved into Kentucky and we service Kentucky as well. So, uh, you know, it wouldn't really go over very well for Kentucky folks to be called taking root Tennessee. So we changed the name Taking Root Together. We want to uh, Taking Root Together. Mm -hmm. But um, basically through this program, we have um, uh, like uh, garden initiatives, uh, curriculum. We teach children where their food comes from, show them different growing styles. We'll do in-ground uh, gardening. Primarily, we do raised bed gardens. Uh, this year is something new that we're doing, which is uh, container gardening. Uh, for those that just don't have the space, uh, you know, to do a uh, um, raised bed garden. And we can also broaden our footprint to over uh, 
you know, over more, it served more educators. So um, uh, actually the program started in 2015 and we were in our eighth year and it pretty much uh, started with the help of Beardsley as well because I didn't know much at all about gardening. Uh, we would go to uh, Beardsley just to, I would do like the work days and try and learn a little bit more about that. And you guys had a great director there that really helped out a lot um, and, and really showed me Show me a lot about gardening, mm. importance of uh, of kind of growing your own food. If you've never grown your own food, and that's one of the things that we that we try to introduce to the children and the childcare educators that we work with. Um, you know, a lot of children just assume that their food comes from a grocery store or um, you know restaurants or whatnot, and just to actually see something growing. And children are more uh, they're more likely to try food and and even like the taste of a food if they play a part in growing it. So this was something that we said, man, this, I mean, this is our wheelhouse. We have access to these children. And, uh, and so um, that's what we've been doing for the last eight, eight years. And it's been, uh, it's been phenomenal. That's great. And so like you mentioned too, I think one of the cool things about, taking root together was is yes we, we originally the main goal is for children to be able to try foods they don't necessarily try but then we have educators you know adults who try these foods and they you know stuff they never tried so i think it's really cool mm-hmm. um i guess you know from you know taking root or from what you guys do beardsley um if you guys have any like awesome stories that you guys have or or, or funny stories even um of, of the kind of experience you guys have with seeing like children or even like adults who have been able to be impacted by the programs you guys do. So one of my very favorite stories is it was my very first cooking class and I was uh, a little nervous, but I had kind of a small group uh, that day. I had about six kids. These are elementary school kids. And we went out to the garden and harvested uh, cabbage from the garden and we brought it inside and I just brought an Instapot um, and we were just gonna saute it. Only had oil and salt. Um, So the kids helped chop it up. They put it in there they're stirring it. So we got done and they, we put it on their plates. They ate all of it and they loved it so much that they were like, can we please go get another? And they went and got another cabbage, did the th- thing again, and then they ate the whole second cabbage, and then they were ready for a third. <laughs> and I was like, we're running out of time. Um, but they loved that cabbage. And then um, one of my other very favorite stories from this year is we started doing garden recess, and there's a student who actually was part of that cabbage tasting class, my first one, and he was hesitant to try. He's always been pretty hesitant to try things. Um, He has a lot of, you know, opinions about foods and he's kind of a picky, picky kid. And so this year he came and he came up to me and he was holding this kale leaf and he had taken a bite out of it and he was very proud. He had this like big smile on his face. He's a fourth grader. And he said, last night I was throwing this big fit (laughs) for my parents. And I just would not, I don't, you know, he was, I would, 
I was throwing a big fit. I was very upset because they were trying to make me try a new food and I would not try it. And um, he was just telling me the story about how angry he was at his parents for making him try a new food. But then he was like, but here I am in your garden trying a new food. <laughs> and he asked me to take a picture and send it to his parents. Um which I did with lots of apologies, but um, <laughs> but I was like, why why do you think you're willing to try a new food in the garden, but not with your parents? And he was like, well, you never make me eat things that I don't want to eat. Which I was like, that's true. Um, we're very like every like uh, my new way of encouraging kids to try it is in like, well. Um, we have like a little rating sheet with the different stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you don't have to try it, but if you don't try it, then you don't get to fill out the sheet. Um, uh, so that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, oh, and also I think because he, you know, helped water and weed it and pick it and he sees all these other kids trying the kale and liking it there's just a lot less pressure than your parents sitting there staring at you yeah. telling you to eat your dinner um but i was really excited and like happy for him because it has it has taken him a while but there he was eating raw kale out of the garden yeah <laughs> that's, that's the best <laughs> yeah yeah i know with taking root i mean we we got so many stories but it's amazing how you go and you introduce these garden initiatives like we go and we'll do a raised bed for a site and then you go to the site and the you know it's announced when we're coming and and the, the their team's ready the you know the school's ready the kids are ready and believe it or not they'll have parents there that are involved so now you're able to engage with the parents and a lot of parents like well she's been wanting a garden or he's been wanting a garden i think i'm gonna go ahead and do one you know, now you're really getting some buy-in from them. But then as the garden grows, the kids are trying different foods. They're, like you said, they're watering, they're, they're taste testing things they never, ever would. And uh, then you, you know, and they send photos throughout the, the growing season. They're showing all the way to the harvest. And then a lot of times, even within that growing season, they've added another raised bed. They're, they've expanded on their program. They're offering garden education. They're serving more fresh fruits and vegetables to the kids in their care, which is just awesome. We had one that built a raised bed equivalent to the one that we did just this year from last year. Nothing but strawberries, mm -hmm. and and now that's and they're now they're harvesting strawberries this year. They put them in mm -hmm. over the winter months, and uh, now they're harvesting the strawberries, which is awesome. And the kids get to experience. I don't know if you've ever mm -mm. tried a spread straw, man. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, uh, it's not even it's nowhere close to the ones you buy in the grocery stores. Thank for you know thank we're thankful for the grocery stores, but I'm saying mm -hmm. it's amazing the the difference. But we have so many different stories where kids have sensory issues and 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 different uh, you know different phobias of soil and getting dirt. I mean, it's just the a lot and how that garden just opens up a new world mm -hmm. uh, for a child. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's especially nice. We have one in their backyard, and our problem right now with our strawberries is 
both of our kids, if they see one that's grown, they'll just take it off and eat it. So we never get to bring it to the house. <laughs> and so brings it out there. She sees like, you know, part of a strawberry gone. Where's it at? Do you guys eat it? Yes. <laughs> and so they keep eating it. But what's cool too is um, even with like stuff we grow, like with our kids, if we grow something and they try and they don't like it, they're like, yeah, I don't like it. But since they're they're part of growing all the the food and they help us like you know like water it and plant mm-hmm. all that, that they try it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Like these stars, they'll, they'll try it again and again and again. So I think it's another advantage. Even if the kids don't like it the first time, they think they're way more likely to try it again. Mm-hmm. Especially if we see we keep we keep growing it, taking it off, and like we're eating it ourselves. Yeah. So I think it's really cool. But yeah, it's a funny story. Yeah, that and um. We had to teach our daughter that that grass was not was not a food <laughs> at first because we see just pick it off and then later she would just grab some grass <laughs> on the ground. Just, mm, so good, so good. But, it's onion grass. Yeah, it's <laughs> onion grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's pretty funny. Our other the other really funny thing that I think the kids really like in our garden at school is do you know sorrel. It's like this little, it's a perennial. What it's grows common. It almost looks like a clover, but it's these heart-shaped leaves that make yellow flowers. Oh, that that's wood grow. sorrel. That's wood sorrel, but it's yes. still sorrel. Yes, really? but this is huh. a different, the one that we grow is like, makes big fat leaves, kind of like lettuce mm. almost. But, okay. Um, and it's a perennial herb type thing, but green, mm. but it's really sour um and the kids love it it is their favorite thing they've named it sour grass and every time that we're out there if we're out there just like watering you know one day or something and don't have kids in the garden if they're out at recess and they see us out there they like flock over and they're like can we please have some sour grass so i had to expand our sorrel plantings to feed the children wow Now you're replacing nerds and sweet tarts and candies that yeah they can just go pick. So uh, yeah, that's great. It. That's their great. favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing because like Kevin, kids are really shocked when they find out some like you know like mint like mint yes. plant. They're like it's like a mint. It's like yeah, like lemon. They're like this is a lemon. Like, <laughs> and so it's just like it's kind of mind blowing. Yeah, but... We have like lemon balm. And right. Mint. Yeah. Yeah, we did that with that's... mint. And, and this is an adult. Like this is like mint. It's tasty. Yeah, we're grown people. It's <laughs> mint. <laughs> it is based it off is the mint. flavor. Yeah, I never tried that though. That sounds. That sounds. I won't try that now. Yeah, I won't try that now. Yeah, for it's sure. Sounds like it's easy to grow. It grow. It'll wood sorrel will grow in your garden with if you look. Really, you'll find. Yeah. I'll show you later what it looks like. Please yeah. do, yeah. Because so I'm interested. get really excited <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yes. just like find it and eat it too at Garden Recess that I lead at Beaumont. So. Really? I'm yeah. interested now. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, no, since good. we're on the subject. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things too that I've, I've learned. I, I've, I've got this app uh, and I'm not going to plug the app, but I've got an app and, and you can just take a picture and it tells you, you know, if it's out. So now, you know, we used to get our yard treated and, you know, and try to have good plush grass. There's so many edibles that are in your, just living around you that 
things that are just edible that you can eat. Mm-hmm. So we stopped doing that. We was like, man, this just mow the grass, maybe mow this grass, whatever comes up. And now we just go searching for edibles. We're just out there just trying different things. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many edibles just in your yard, you know. And so why put a bunch of herbicides and pesticides in your grass when, heck, just let things naturally grow. It's mm-hmm. fine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one thing, you know, that we, we do around the house. So That's cool. I like it. Yeah. That's cool. So I guess like, you know, the future, I, I'm not sure if he, you know, he gets any future goals or it's just like, keep what we got right now, keep it going. Mm-hmm. But you guys have any like future plans or especially in particular together as well, like future plans you guys are looking to do or, or things coming up or anything like that? Uh, we definitely hope to expand our school gardens program uh, in the future. This is our, um, it started about 15 months ago. So it's oh, still wow. a pretty, pretty new program, but yeah. we're working on expanding it slowly uh, and sustainably, but eventually hope to get some more folks in. Um, and yeah. then. And perishables. Oh yeah. Or is that what, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we've recently expanded a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, we, the Spridge program, we're, doing perishables with the schools we do also i don't think i mentioned we do like a monthly um perishables program for kcdc housing too in addition to that Mm um but just i think we're just like trying to just like grow as much food as we can educate as many books as we can about gardening and cooking yeah more Um, food (laughs) yeah and continue we're growing our community garden plots throughout knox county so We're always like introducing new ones every year. Um, so okay. those are our main. Our staff yeah. has doubled in the last year. Wow. That's true. So that's amazing. We've done a lot of growing. Yeah. yeah. We've last done a lot year. of growing recently. That's awesome. We're feeling good. So, so for the schools, <laughs> so the schools, you said you're looking for like Knoxville area mainly? Yeah. So this program that Meryl leads, like the school's garden, um, she's at Dogwood and south knox she's managing those too it would okay. be really sweet if we got more um knox county public schools okay um, and got a different Merrill to lead that yeah. programming at different schools as well okay yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep that in mind for sure knoxville schools you hear that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah yeah cool yeah. and likewise with uh taking root together we what we've experienced uh over the last eight years, we've always just utilized our own staff here at Our Daily Bread. And we, you know, pretty much designate, you know, these growing months, uh, you know, a portion of that to taking root. And we and I have our team to go out and help with that. Uh, but that's something that we're looking. We're looking to have a coordinator manager to actually to develop this program for a standalone program. And we've gained so much traction. I mean, we really can't service all that are seeking gardens. Now, however, we, we, we do understand everybody wants a garden, mm-hmm. but not everybody wants to garden at times. Sure. Not yeah. because it take it is some work involved. And mm-hmm. so, but we, we do want to, you know, continue to offer that education, get more buy-in from our educators and their team to manage those gardens. But we... Our goal is to have this program stand alone 
on its own and um, and have a coordinator and then grow it uh, from there. Yeah. Because uh, we definitely have uh, a niche market because like I said, uh, the our primary, uh, uh, I guess our primary customer or uh, uh, person, the people that we work with primarily are toddlers to five years of age. So uh, that way when they go to K to 12, they're ready. They, you know, they have some garden education. Uh, so uh, that's what, that's our goal uh, is to grow the program uh, and, and it to be uh, pretty much a standalone program taking root of itself. So. Cool. That's our future goals. Cool. And uh, last year, I'm going to say it real quick. Uh, um, last year we had a hundred and like twelve people on a waiting list that signed up for the garden grants this uh, last year. This year we had ninety seven mm-hmm. uh, to sign up for the garden grants. So there's a need, uh, there's a want, and our goal is to fulfill that. And our vision is that every childcare center. In Tennessee and Kentucky, we'll have a garden education program. Mm. Great. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, cool. So, um, but yeah, I, that's pretty much all the questions I had. Uh, do you guys have any like any like socials or anything you guys wanted to mention? Or our Instagram is at Beardsley Farm, and uh, I believe we're on Facebook too. We're a little more active on the Instagram. Cool. Sounds good. I think, I think you guys have a YouTube channel too. You guys, do you have a YouTube channel? Oh, uh, we do. Um, with a lot of cooking videos and some garden videos on there as well. Okay, yeah. Cool. So yeah, definitely check them out and follow them and stuff and keep track of them. And especially if you're in Knox County School in the system, get them up. <laughs> I'm just saying. But yeah, and we're taking roots together. You can find us from like our daily bread, um, odbcacfp.org from there or just our from our social medias, our daily bread, CACFP, all our stuff's there. And also like on YouTube, we talk about some taking root stuff. We also have a documentary talking about it. uh, If you want to look more into that too. Um, So yeah, make sure to check us out as well and check them out. And um, yeah, it's basically all I got. Is anybody else have anything they want to mention or anything? Good. If anyone's ever looking to learn more about gardening or are new to gardening and want to volunteer. We also have tons of volunteer opportunities at the yes. farm. It's a great way to learn is by helping out in the farm. Um, so yeah, you can find out how to volunteer with us at our website, um, which is beardsleyfarm.org. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely keep them up as you heard the growing. So get over there <laughs> for sure. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching this episode and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. See y'all later. Bye.